Welcome to Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Hi, hi, hi. This episode of Employee of the Month is a full live show. I had Damien Kulash, the lead singer of OK Go, who is just so talented and he sings for us. He's also just a lovely human being and shows that it's entirely possible to be an artist and do your own projects and somehow make them commercially successful if you believe in the commercialism that you're working through. So what I mean by that is like he enjoys technology. He loves making videos as do all of his co-conspirators and that is evident and I think that's a main reason why it flies. He also is very business savvy but that makes sense if you have relatives who invented things like fish sticks. Bill Plimpton is also on the show who's like a rock star in animation and I mean you see why he's a rock star and it's not just because he's 58 years old having his first child but because he has been so inventive and cutting edge and managed to do big projects from everything from The Simpsons to working with Salma Hayek, but also always stuck to his own. And he is such an incredibly hard worker. He shared excerpts from his movies. Definitely, definitely, definitely check out his website, BillClinton.com. Uh, Bridget Everett, who's this awesome, awesome Chanteuse. You can see her. Um, she's actually touring. Um, but you can see her in Joe's Pub in New York. I always recommend Joe's Pub if you like comedy, if you like music, if you like cabaret, um, if you've never heard of cabaret or just have this assumption that it's something that it's like, I don't know, old people and like at the Carlisle Hotel, which is what I always assume. It is so fun. Do check out Joe's Pub. That's just a plug for it in general. But Bridget is one of my favorite stars um, and you should check her out. Uh, definitely check her out live. You'll get to hear from her on the show, so you'll get to see some of the songs. Uh, it's definitely not safe for work, so keep your uh, headphones in if you are listening to this in an office, unless your office is a brothel, in which case you don't need to put headphones on at all. And we also had on Julie Klausner, who is incredibly talented and has been so successful as a podcaster and author and just done everything I would possibly want to do. So it was really, really fun to have this birthday show. Uh, it was live at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And uh, if there are parts that like seem like, gosh, I wish I was there, don't worry. There are opportunities to come in the future. There's a July show at UCB in New York. And then there will be a live show at the Bell House in Los, in Los Angeles, in Brooklyn. Sorry, excuse me. There will be a live show in Brooklyn in September. Uh, so check out the website, Employee of the Month Show. You can subscribe to the RSS feed to find out more. And much more importantly, sit back and enjoy this show. Unless you're driving, you can sit in an upright position. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Employee of the Month. Please give it up for your house band, The New Guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. It's her birthday. Your host with the most, Katie Lazarus. <laughs> it's your birthday. Oh, I know. I'm so happy, but my mic isn't going anywhere. I'm going to leave it. How are you guys? Use, <laughs> use am, your birthday mic. This is, this, is my, this is a longer mic. I am I'm so thrilled to be here. I've been... Um, in Los Angeles, so I don't have my, my suit, my usual suit, but I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I've been living, um, everything's happened so fast in my career, I've been living in a shed. <laughs> and like, no one believes me when they come there, like, and I make them go visit the shed. And I had a friend from grad school, she's like, do you have a window? I was like, I feel like I'm 37, I went to grad school and I live in a shed. I don't, now is not the time to be looking outward. This is more like a window into my soul. I'm just going to look inward. I, um, I, I sublet my apartment while I was gone, and I've had such amazing subletters in the past, and like, I still have some of their dream catchers, and like, it's just been like, such a positive experience, but I just had sublet from hell where this guy... Like, the thing about consultants is like, people give consultants the worst reputation or consultants. He like, 
wouldn't send me my mail for months. I asked for my driver's license, you know, uh, tax forms, everything that's important. He's like, four weeks later, I'm like, where's my mail? He's like, I didn't know it was important. And then, <laughs> like, apparently left so much trash that the um, neighbors questioned. And I, I just should preface that in my building, a guy lost his dog in the hospital, brought the dog back. So you have to be really smelly to compete with a carcass of a dog to like get my neighbor's business. But so I like came home because he had locked himself out and um, he told me, don't come in this weekend, my girlfriend's studying. And then he locks himself out. So I, I came and I just wanted to share um, what it's like to come home to your home in case anyone else tries to make money off Craigslist sometimes. I used to recommend this. I no longer recommend this. Um, Alex, will you show them the first slide? This is, <laughs> there's like food everywhere. There's food in the bathroom, okay? And so then I like go into the living room and I'm like, why are there all these moisturizers out and all these like candles and stuff? <laughs> there is like, I can't articulate like how many kinds of lube were like in every area of my house, including my dog's bed. Like, I just, <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> Whoa. everywhere. So, so this, I like, <laughs> this is her studying. <laughs> this is her study. I know. I was like, what? Now, I so feel like if, if this happened to me, like, I would have, I would have addressed the, like, elephantitis of a plastic hawk in the room. But like, like, he like, he like sent me this. I, all I said was about the food. I didn't mention anything about um, his awakening. And, um, <laughs> And he got so mad, he writes me this like seven paragraph email about how I like can't judge, don't judge me, don't you judge me. And I was like, I've, I feel like we're past judgment at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't care where you go to heaven or, or hell. Like, I'm just like, uh, I'm totally past this. I <laughs> Wait, what's that thing on the right? That is... Looks like a ski mask with bird shit on it. <laughs> yeah, he has... So, oh, no, that's my dog's bed. Oh, what's that one? Oh, middle? this. The, he had is all that these vibrator guys. Know? No, stuff he on the right several... in the bed. Oh, Oh. Oh. Do you okay. not know what that no, is? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just felt like it was so weird because, of course, I don't judge you for having key lime pie lube. I mean, it's like, it's really worked for yo play. Of course, I'm not judging you. Like, I just would have made a joke or something if I was him. I'd been like, Mother's Day is coming up. I don't know, something <laughs> to, like, acknowledge this. And this is why, for all of you guys who have day jobs, it's so that you can keep your dignity, which brings us to our first sketch. I didn't introduce our wonderful band, Shockwave and Jordan Katz who are here, who are amazing. I'm taking this coat off. I, I, that way I can return it still. But Jordan was on American Idol in case you haven't seen him. I just, I mean, I really want, you know, you're supposed to dress for the job you want, but when I get it, we can dress that way. So um, is this your birthday suit? Or? This, well, close. This is as close, I mean, you should ask my subletter for that. But we, so, so we always do an opening sketch and we've done busy cards. Busy cars. We've done get rich schemes. Get rich schemes. <laughs> this is like the Mika Sacapella concert. I love it. And now we're going to do jobs of shame. <coughs> jobs of shame. So, like, the <laughs> worst great. is when you finally, I like finally did get a job offer in LA, and this is. <laughs> is that your face from uh, photoshopped onto Eileen? I don't know why you think that's no. photoshopped. Is that you? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> insulted that you think that's photoshopped. I mean, it looks so real to me. <laughs> um, so, I did get this uh, email. This is usually, I get freelance work, and uh, this was the offer. I always love when they spell my name correctly. Hi, my producing partner, Cole Jeffries, specifically recommended use. So you should be ultra flattered. Our protection, I want to do the upspeak because I'm so sure she has upspeak, this woman. Our production company, Embryo, just acquired a project that we think would be perfect for your voice. It's young, it's hip, it's really zeitgeisty. <laughs> We've had a ton of interest, as if I couldn't spell it if it was just <laughs> like <laughs> But we want you to make it your own and have fun writing it. Let me know if you're interested. Pang, obviously, yours, Lisa Kugel. So I was like, I'm not sure. I'm quite the quite sure what the project is. So not sure whether I'm the right fit. But I like, I'm so desperate. I'm like, please tell me what this is. Like, how bad could it be? So okay, so then this is this is all real. She even spelled her own name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, I that is awesome when they can't spell. Well, I but I can't. I'm I'm can't talk because but that's my parents' fault that my name is spelled the way Katie is spelled. Okay, wait. So next one, TV series. Obviously, there'll be a web component. <laughs> I can't, it's hard for me to do this. But we'd love you to pen the pilot script. It's called Slaves Fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> we 
we know that it's the writerly creative, you'll want to fill in the small plot holes. <laughs> We'd love you to start concepting. So I just wrote back, I was like, if I knew how to make slavery funny, <laughs> I'd be a millionaire or an asshole. I like to me, that's like a basic fuck off, right? Instead, this is what I get back. <laughs> just to clarify, nobody is trying to make slavery funny per se, LOL. We just feel like the enslavement of people for the extractment of comedy is very zeitgeisty right now. This is when it gets so gold. When people introduce themselves, it's just so amazing the gifts they give. We're not talking about sad slaves or poor slaves. Not black slaves. White slaves, like young hot slaves or slaves of Beverly Hills kind of thing. But the creme de la creme is P.S. I, sucks, I know, but you'll want to avoid words like asshole. <laughs> Slavery is totally fine. Now, I know other people have had jobs of shame, and to make myself feel better, I went on, I went on Google and I found um, Shockwave's job of shame, I think. This is... <laughs> What, what, were, what, were you, what, what were you doing there? And also you need to work on your Facebook passwords. Um, uh, <laughs> what, what job was that? Uh, this, is, this is a true story. This <laughs> is, um, uh, where when, right when I first moved to the city, I was doing a job dressing up in an olive costume, <laughs> giving out free samples of olive oil. Uh, that's Grand Central Station on the right, and that's uh, some drugstore. Um. <laughs> so, which is weird because you really break that down like an olive giving out olive oil you know it's like the blood of your kindred soul Jordan have you ever had a job of shame I've only played trumpet and banjo and sold marijuana that's a better way to go you guys I'm so excited so to start shameful. our show I have been a huge fan of his since watching him on MTV, watching his animated cartoons. He is a twice Academy Award nominated animator. He's worked with everyone from Kanye to Salma Hayek to The Simpsons. Um, and I think he made MTV just the fucking coolest network. Please welcome, without further ado, Mr. Bill Plimpton. <laughs> Birthday. Thank it's so you. So exciting. And what a beautiful crowd. Wow, I love this. This is the coolest place to be in New York. It is the coolest place. Uh, now, uh, what I wanted to just preface for those who don't know that you've done over seven features and 40 shorts and three docs and two Oscars. Nominations. And nominations. I know. I kept saying awards. I'm a Jewish mom. I'm just moving <laughs> you ahead in my, in my head. <laughs> You're already there. Thank you. You started out doing art illustration, you said, to get girls' attention? Uh, yeah, when I was in school. I was a very shy kid, and nobody wanted to talk to me, so I would draw the, uh, the cutest girls in the school, and they would notice me, so that was, okay, that that, was good. Okay, that is very sweet, because what I was thinking is, like, you used to do illustrations for, you know, adult entertainment magazines. Penthouse, so, Playboy. So like, how uh, is that going to attract women if you're writing for skin? Well, you know, I would draw these girls' uh, portraits during the day, and then at night I would draw them with sexy negligee and all my fantasy, sexual fantasies. Nobody saw those, obviously. <laughs> but you I do... Mean, I couldn't afford pornography, so I just made my own. Major. <laughs> all right, so that's a, the first tip for people trying to uh, make it a starving artist to make their own, own porn. I think that that should be Absolutely. up there. Absolutely, yeah. You're also known as one of the fastest animators in the biz, and I know mm -hmm. that like for one of your films, the for Tune, thirty thousand cells that you drew and illustrated yourself. Yeah, right. But um, you know now it's commonplace with the internet and and computers. Everybody's making a feature film, so I kind of started that whole movement of one person or two people together making an animated feature film. So and I'm really excited about that. I'm glad that there's more people making animation now than. When I started out in, in 85, it was dead. It, nobody wanted to do animation. And now it's the coolest job. I mean, there's so many great things you can do with it. You self-finance, and a lot of, I mean, I don't have any business savvy whatsoever, but I was told that you're not supposed to use your own money, and again, I don't have any money, so it's not really an issue for me, but that is a departure from what I'm usually told, that you're supposed to get other people's money. Well, if you believe in your project, and this project is a success, 
then you should get the rewards. And that's what I, I do. I mean, I believe in my films. I, I invest my own money. And uh, when the film's a big success, which they usually are, then I get the, the rewards for it. And why should some lawyer or some investment group get the rewards when it's, it's my, my labor of love and I want to reap the rewards? No, it's excellent. I mean, I'm so impressed by it. And um, I was just curious, like, how did you start out with the self-financing to begin with? Well, the, my first film was called Your Face, and it was uh, only three minutes long, and it, it only cost like $2,000. So I had that kind of money in the bank. I said, why go begging to these uh, studios for money when I have the money myself? Right. So why don't I invest it? Um, can I tell the Disney story? You can absolutely. This is when you first, when you're young? Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. Well, oh, yeah, it starts at, yeah. Not that when you're I, not still When there. I was 14 or 15, I... Um, I sent a, a, a packet of drawings of Goofy and Mickey Mouse to Disney hoping to get a job. And uh, obviously I was too young and they said, you know, go away, kid. But what happened was around 87 when I got nominated for an Oscar, and this was in, when animation was coming back. You had Little Mermaid and, and uh, Roger Rabbit and The Simpsons and things like that. So Which you've done stuff for, The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah a couple, couple things. So anyway... I get this lawyer knocking on my door with a big briefcase. He, he walks in my studio. He sits me down. He says, he looks me in the eye and he says, Walt Disney Studios wants to give you a million dollars to come work for us. Yes. I go, yeah. You know, they finally realized my talent. You after, know. after you had sent him them a letter when you were a, a teenager and yeah. they said you were too young to right, check right, back right. later. So, you know, I thought, wow, this, I finally made it. But, you know, People say negotiating with Disney is not so much good cop, bad cop, but bad cop, antichrist. Yeah. And I think there's... And anti-Jew, I would put in there, too. <laughs> no. they, they, Walt was like a fan of like Hitler way after it was in fact. No, no, no. That's a, that's, that's, <laughs> that, is, that's, that is true. That's not true. <laughs> and that anyway. Uh, <laughs> and we will so, lightly agree to agree. So I said, uh, <laughs> can I uh, make my own films on the weekend? They said, yeah, you can do that, but we will own those films. And I said, well, what if I, you know, have a dream? They said, well, we own that too. And, you know, that's the way Disney works. And I don't begrudge them that because a lot of people, they don't care. They just want to work for Disney, dedicate their lives to Disney. But I want to keep making this weird stuff, you know, this weird crap. Yeah. And, and that's what gives me pleasure. That's what life's all about. So I, I turned down Disney. I turned down a million bucks. And I was really poor. I mean, I could have used that money. But I often think about that. And w re with regrets, but I think I, <laughs> I think I made the right decision. You're, you know, a cult figure here and around the world because of it. I, I feel like you've created this pathway, and you were right when you said, "I'm the reason that all these people can go and do animation." Do you, are you so careful with your hands? Like, have you ever broken or? or uh... No, you know, people think I should have carpal tunnel because I do um, about a hundred drawings a day. But it, you know, I think it's it's good exercise. It's really. My hand feels so great. At what the is end a of good exercise for jacking off? Like what is like? What? <laughs> um, no, just moving that pencil around and erasing, and you know all that stuff is really, it's really good exercise. <laughs> <laughs> That's such like an American. It's gonna be like the new sport. <laughs> Jean Harlow, did she die during a production you were doing? Is that true? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Why? Where'd you get that story? Um, there was a film, I think it's called Saratoga Trunk. Yes. And Gene Harlow died halfway through the making of this big Hollywood film. I think Gary Cooper was in it or something. And so they spent so much money on this film, they had to finish it. And so what to do? And so they hired a lookalike to replace her for the rest of the film. And so every time you saw her character, she had a big wide-brim hat covering her face, or she had a fan, you know, or, or there was a, 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 flat, a bouquet. And it became so absurd, it was like a comedy. Yeah. It was a very serious, dramatic film. But you realize that Jean Harlow had died. <laughs> they tried to... It's hilarious, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I made a, document, a, a mock mockumentary, sort of like Spinal Tap, uh, using, using that situation, no, using that situation okay. where it's a it's a it's oh. a western, and they're out uh, shooting this film, and all the actors eat this bad catered food, and they all die, but they have to keep <laughs> making this film, so they they prop up Was the actors. Wish fulfillment. No, but they prop up these actors, and they're starting to bloat, you know, because. <laughs> 
they're putrefying and everything. <laughs> but they got to keep shooting this film because they, they're, they're making this film. It's called Guns on the Clackamas. It's available. I also am so touched by how thoughtful, like, um, I love the dog series. And particularly, the dog is so anxious about something happening to his master. And he's dreaming about all these horrible things possibly happening. And then he ends up choking him because he gets so anxious and fearful. And I um, just want to know what happened in your childhood. Well, <coughs> there was um, a neighbor's dog. We lived way out in the country, so there was um, only one road. There was no intersection. This is in Oregon. In Oregon, yeah, thank you. And so I'd go to baseball practice. I think I was like 10 or something on my bicycle. And this dog would, um, would sort of block the road. Every time I'd try to bicycle by, he'd run at me and bite my leg. And... I mean, I was petrified. I was so afraid of this dog that, and I couldn't go to baseball practice, and I was crying, and I thought, oh, man, my, my baseball career is over. And, you know, sometimes I'd throw gravel at him, and that didn't, <laughs> didn't spin him. So I remember one day we, we were driving to the grocery store in the car, and the dog came out and started uh, chasing the car, and I opened the door. <laughs> Right in the head. I mean, right smack in the head. And I, I looked around at the window, and I saw him rolling in the gravel, you know, just sort of tumbling. And I, he never bothered me again. Yeah. So I, the, the I'm so glad I did not bring my dog tonight. That's all I'm <laughs> feeling right now. <laughs> so the, the, the uh, inspiration for this film called Guard Dog was, why do dogs bark at strangers? Why, do, why are they always barking? Because of Bill Plimpton. What's Blimpton. the purpose? Yeah, well... <laughs> I love dogs. No, I, I know. Them. And I, that's, what, that's what's conveyed in the film, is that you were trying to figure out what the dog was scared um, and trying to be protective. Because we are running out of time, I did want to um, ask, a lot of times I'll ask people what they would do instead of drawing, but I hope you don't do anything except drawing. And you um, had kindly offered to do a sketch during the show um, just to demonstrate what an incredible artist, in case people don't already know, but it, it's such a treat a to have you A birthday sketch. I used to do caricatures for... A lot of magazines and newspapers, so I, I still love the caricature. In fact, caricature is the um, the key to animation. Uh, this this book here is sort of my bible of uh, animation. This is and called Make Tools, Make Tunes. Excuse me, that sell and it's fabulous. And if you go to Bill Plimpton's website, Plimptoons, you can also find out how to buy it. Thank you, thank you for that plug. <laughs> and uh, going uh, into commercials, if anyone needs <laughs> a client, yeah. So I just love caricature. It's, it's so much fun. We have a chair over here for you to, to sit and draw. And I, since it's my birthday, I wanted to give everyone gifts. And two, you guys can look under your seats to see if you win a lotto ticket. Whoa. And two people should also look under their seats on the stage wow. to see if they have a lotto ticket. But you are getting, lotto everyone ticket. gets a gift. You are getting free babysitting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that's a good gift for that's a new parent. fantastic. Wow, 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 wow. Do we have any um, winners? Did anyone get one? Yay! Two, yay! We have two winners, three winners. Oh, that's that it. That's it. That's it. That's as much as many lottery tickets as we can afford, and a happy that's birthday real. thing. I, on behalf of of uh, women who are, well, are you guys still like excited or upset about the lottery? It's all right. They're not going to win anything from it. Like, don't <laughs> take it in. They could. Um, so yeah, you get free babysitting. Um, it was so crazy to hear that you're a dad at 58 because I was just thinking about all the women my age who are desperate to have children and um, how much they must resent you. But um, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. I've been a huge fan of yours my entire life, and it's such a pleasure. So we're, you're going to have you here drawing. I hope I can come back when this film is done. Uh, we would love to have yes, you back, and we would love to have you on the podcast as well. Yes, Please yeah. give a warm thank you to Bill Clinton. Dog Days is one of his beautiful, beautiful films. listening but you can you can hang out la and laugh and have fun too i'm excited for our next guest he is the lead singer and guitarist for an incredibly fun band okay go he's also wow. written for this american life the new york times and um i'm just like a huge huge fan so please let's welcome mr damien coulage So much. 
That was really sweet. Is it, I asked for diamonds, but I appreciate the water. That water is made of diamonds. Katie. Thank you. Less blood on it, that's what we can say. Oh, I spilled. I'm having a drinking problem. And a bad pun joke problem. Uh, this song is called Last Leaf. You should be the last autumn leaf hanging from the tree. I'll still be here waiting on the breeze to bring you down to me. And show Damien's punk rock beginnings because we grew up in D.C. Oh listening no. to Do you Fugazi. Oh, sorry. Did I? Oh, uh, boy. Well, I really should. Yeah. We're showing my jazz That's not punk. Look how punk rocky is there at that's, Camp Interlochen. That's all. If, <laughs> for people who know our band, that's Tim, our bassist, next to me, too. Oh, <laughs> that was so Aww. sweet. Guess who supplied that photo? That, that is the year. <laughs> oh, really? Tim gave you that? Um, that? Yeah, that's we're 11 years old in that photograph. And I was told that you guys were so hardcore that you were writing lyrics into your jean jacket photos from which song? Which Was it Fugazi? Les Mis, <laughs> guys. Well, I wasn't supposed to be listening to Fugazi <laughs> when I was 11. If you listen to Fugazi when you're 11, you deal drugs by the time you're 14. True. I didn't if start you listen to Fugazi when you're 14, you deal drugs by the time you're 19. I still haven't even like taken them, but I did listen to them. Um, I wanted another story that Tim, your bandmate, who you met at camp, right? Yeah, I met Tim at Interlochen, Michigan. Nerdy band camp. And neither of us were even there for music. I, I went for uh, drawing so I could be like Bill Plimpton. And, who is drawing uh, there right now. And he went to be a thespian. Well, he told me that I, I, he was telling me about this game you play, and I think it really reflects how innovative and smart and fun you guys have this like sort of choose your own adventure, I don't know, fun part to your videos and stuff. So he had talked about this game, Human Powered Jeopardy. Oh yeah, we play <laughs> we play Human Human Powered Jeopardy when we're bored on tour. I am I get to be Alex, and uh, you get to judge. I judge. I judge everyone, but and there's no. Do you know what's important about judging? If you judge, don't judge the judging. That's what I. That's learned. what I tell them. <laughs> No, I, there, it's uh, it's all subjective, basically. I get to choose who buzzed in first. It's usually pretty easy to tell who buzzed in first, but most of the questions, or at least a fair number of the questions, has subjective answers in the first place. Like, which give is us much an more interesting. Well, like, uh, like the daily double is always a subjective daily double, and everybody has to play. So ev everybody has to answer. For instance, like this is how 
our drummer Dan will die. <laughs> and then for like a, a nice twist, you get D Dan actually gets to choose which way he would like to die, and he gets to give out you know the d daily double points to whoever, including himself. Like if he came up with a great way to die. It's not all that morbid, but no, it sounds super fun and cathartic. I would say for the, a band. The best, the best, the best category, a recurring category, is called Japanese are just confusing, <laughs> in which, <laughs> in which it's just like, uh, here's like, like for instance, in the Japanese are just confusing musical round we recently played, there was like uh, a cessation to, a cessation to highly technical language, or Japanese for the drummer of the Beatles. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Well, you're supposed to you're supposed to now answer with a question. What oh, what I is? What is? I said, what is it? What is it? I think that's a question three times <laughs> yeah. over. What? Yeah, but in I think in Jeopardy you're supposed to say that's it, that's it, because <laughs> then I answer with a question. <laughs> it's all very fucked up in Jeopardy. <laughs> the, the The answer is what is lingo style? Oh. Right. Lingo stuff. Well, shake, ladder, and lore was a very good answer <laughs> from the same one. Um, one of the things I'm I'm very very impressed with is your ability to like actually do what you love and make money off of it, and you'll do things where you'll like team up with like Sachi and Sachi and things like that. How do you know how to like price yourself when you're coming up with like I don't know, we're going to drive around in a car and make music while we're driving around in that car. Like, how do you know how to sell that or, you know, get on a lot of treadmills? Like, how do you know how to price that? I Does that make sense? Yeah, like, it makes sense, but I don't have a good answer for you. Um, usually the price is just as high as you can get, you know? But so, like, how, like, so like what would that be? Well, when we, were doing the when we were doing the treadmill video, we couldn't tell anyone we were doing it because they would have told us what a bad idea it was. So, uh, so we, we literally didn't even tell our management where we were going. We're just like, ah, we're going to go on vacation together. <laughs> and we, we, you know, we spent 10 days at my sister's house in, in Orlando and made and that And your sister's a ballroom dancer for those who she, don't My know. sister was a ballroom oh, dancer. Apologize. Now my sister is a, is a movie director. Oh, wow. Um, she just got her first feature-length film this week. I'm mazel, really mazel, toe. Yeah, That's great. Mazel, mazel, Trish. Um, <laughs> Trish is her name. <laughs> I didn't get mazel tough wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the video you're talking about where we were driving around in a car was paid for by Chevy and and was um Did you run. have to drive a Chevy? No, they were like, "Here, take a Ford." Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we it, we had to it, w the way it worked, they came to us and said, "We are looking for crazy things to do with our cars. Can do you have any good ideas for cars?" So, I wrote five video ideas for cars and they liked one of them and we did it. And there was a long, there was a long negotiation period in which our manager, who's sort of like he's just he's crazy. He's sort of like a chicken. Like he's like the he's like the congressional Republicans. Basically, he just it, like he'll play chicken until he fucking smashes straight into the wall. You know. Um, so he got the price up to a relatively, you know, to enough to pay for them. I mean, like, it started like for at, 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 in the beginning. It was if we can get anyone to pay half of the cost of this thing, we won't have to pay for it ourselves. Yeah. And eventually that got to be like, maybe we can get them to pay for the whole thing. So like, how much would half of it be? <laughs> I, you're, you, we, we, we heard about your math earlier. I think you just make it up. <laughs> just like, give me something to dream about. <laughs> That's accurate. I will tell you, they paid a lot more to air it on the Super Bowl than they did to make it. Okay, so how much did they pay to air it on the Super Bowl? I believe it was, I think it was $2 million per 30 seconds. Okay. So that's like 50% markup or? I don't even know who, I mean, is, who does the Super Bowl? Is that NBC? It, CBS? I, I'm not CNN? the one selling Probably it. I'm on trying CNN. to get, you know, get jobs writing about slaves. I mean, you know. Uh, I, I will say that the, that the production budget for that was high six figures. Okay. And scared them shitless. Like the, the way we make videos tends to be. Because people can fly off the treadmills? Oh, no, no, this is for the car. Cars. No, yeah. the production budget for the treadmills was high three figures. <laughs> uh, uh, it was... We, uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. Technically, it was low four figures. We, we, um, for the treadmills, we couldn't find anyone to rent treadmills from because... You if can you get really them off Craigslist. It, uh, you can rent treadmills? No, like, buy. 
Yeah, but eight treadmills is expensive. That's okay. definitely more than a thousand bucks. And they're all like I special treadmills too, right? Like you, they're all the same, aren't they? They are basically yeah. the same. There's six of them that are the same, and two that are a little different. I think which we hid in the back. <laughs> I think this is um, great. This is what we got out of the video. Yeah, what like, model? What, 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 what models what model are they? Treadmills? Well, did you get? <laughs> rent, <laughs> Since neither <laughs> Shockwave nor I run on treadmills, I think it's really important. <laughs> I I thought I was like I was like we should just rent some treadmills, thinking that that you can rent anything, but. You can't rent treadmills because there's no reason to rent gym equipment. <laughs> like, who, what, when would you ever be like, you know what? I I totally need a rowing machine, but just for like three days. <laughs> but so we, we found a guy who, whose whose whole shitty job was to buy the bad equipment from rich gyms and sell it to poorer gyms. And to disenfranchise gyms. Yeah, it's, you're right. I'm sorry, or probably schools, yeah. but. But he was willing to agree in advance that he would buy them back from us at 80% of their cost if we didn't break them. Oh, wow. So That's it was a kind lot of, of like pressure. If, but, I, but it was sort of also like going to Best Buy and buying something and just returning it. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm about to do that with a suit jacket. Uh, do you ha- because you have so many successful folks in your family, I was wondering if you feel this responsibility to also be accomplished, if there's anything that comes from that. I know that you're, both your grandfather's um, if you want to talk a little bit about them, my grandfather's uh, left a yeah they left a uh, a lot to live up to. My, my 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 paternal grandfather discovered a species of beetle, click beetle. So there is now my last name is Kulash, and there's now a glycolics Kulashi. Not to be confused with Kashi the cereal. Well, it could be in there. I don't know. There's very clicky cereal, but the the it. <laughs> I went. I went to the Smithsonian, and they, ha- you know, in the Smithsonian, they have. Um, you can actually like go back if you get a an appointment. You can go back and. If you get an appointment. Yeah, there's like they have rooms in the back where they have one of each. How species much of a nerd are you that you go and make an appointment at the it's Smithsonian? My fucking name. To look at <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was like a Katie Lazarus beetle, wouldn't you be like? I'm going to the Smithsonian to see the Katie Lazarus Beasel. I feel like that's something like an ex-boyfriend would like resentfully name after some cockroach or something like that. Well, it looked exactly like every other click beetle, but it's got my name on it. Totally. Every time I see click beetles, I'm like, ugh, can't one stand out? And my other grandfather, my maternal grandfather, invented fish sticks. Now, is that, is that, is that real? Is that for real? That is real, yeah. This is America. We don't care about the science, <laughs> biology. No, it is <laughs> the change of evolution. We care about fast food. Fish sticks are definitely science. They are. They are. They. Are, they. Are, I think they're as much an art as they are a science. Well, <laughs> if you think, okay, if you had a fish and you ground it up and froze it and then you cooked it, you would have a pile of fish stuff when you were done. Yes. It's definitely science how that shit sticks together in a stick afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think you're correct on that one. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you have spoken about uh, net neutrality and all of these things, and I was so proud of that, and I want people to go read your articles about this. Um, But I wanted to ask you if you could do something. You had said that I asked you, you know, what are your other skills? Because you're obviously a phenomenal business person, and you're a just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful musician. Um, You had said you're really good with Legos. I am good with Legos. So I brought Legos. I had... Oh. um, So I was going to ask... Is this like a challenge? Yeah, so why Bill is sketching, I thought maybe you could sit here and uh, make some, e- some Legos, um, and we'll see what you come up with. I'm pretty good with Legos. Okay, good. Um, I may have to spread them out And this is for you to take home. You can't take those home, because those belong to, to young boys. But, but you can take home the Friends Lego series. <laughs> I just love that they don't <laughs> let women, or young girls, excuse me, have any imagination. They're all... Built with a unicorn. A yeah, there's unicorn. no there's no pieces that stick together. There's just a unicorn. It's just a unicorn. Oh, and a carrot, or some, or a woman holding something conical and long. And you promise that you're gonna come back for the podcast so we can have a, a longer discussion with you about your phenomenal career. Is yeah. that fair? Okay, yeah, good. Thank you. Well, I want you to go to town on this Lego building to prove that you can do something besides be a rock star. I mean, it's a. Thank you, Catherine. He knows that because we grew up together, and I still have a scar from when we set off those firecrackers, whatever those things were, at St. Albans. I don't know. Anyways, I still still bear wounds, and not just emotional ones, um, from when we knocked into the walls. Um, I would like to say I forgot to come with a guitar pick, 
And I got one from him, and it's got from a woman. Jordan. Yeah, no, from from Shockwave. From Shockwave, and it's got someone who looks exactly like Lita Ford on it. This isn't a joke. This is just Lita Ford is with me. Um, take Lena Ford and you can add her to the Lego Le- Lego um, castle. Will do. I mean, not that you have to do that. You guys, please give a warm, warm hand for the wonderful and talented and lovely Jamie Coolidge. <laughs> you guys, how are you doing? I'm so happy. This is the best birthday party I could ever have. Um, I, I think we should keep, mo- keep it moving because we have so many great guests tonight. Our next guest, you can hear her weekly on How Was Your Week. She's also all over Vulture magazine. She wrote the book, I Don't Care About Your Band, and has written for many shows, including, I think it's an Emmy Award winning. It may have just been Emmy nominated, but um, Billy on the Street. So without Billy further ado, let's welcome Julie Klausner. <laughs> Happy birthday, Katie. Thank you. I love that everyone knows I'm old enough not to ask me how old I am. I, I, did, I did find, like, because you, you often talk about your cats, I, I get sexually, I, I used to get sexually harassed all the time, and then I, like, got a dog, and I stopped. No, I was just wondering where the <laughs> sense was going. You know? like, uh, yeah, I'm and with I, you. I started getting, like, just hit on all the time by women, and it oh, was like. What kind of dog is it? It's a Cocker Spaniel Cavalier King Charles. Yeah. Wait. Say that again? They're a mix. Okay. Caca cava, which sounds really phallic and inappropriate. Sounds, so like, just, a, sounds like a superfood. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does. That sounds healthy. That sounds really good. Yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to show a clip from one of the first things that um, I got to... Wait, that's it? We're not going anywhere with the people think I'm a lesbian <laughs> thing? That's just the end of that story? You don't want to dwell I, there? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh. <laughs> when did I imply judgment? I just thought we were going to explore. Um... We can explore that further, make but I out, really wanted make to... Make out, make out, <laughs> Oh, my okay. God. Yeah, that's, well, okay, maybe that's, a good, maybe that's a good transition for what we're going to show next. This is one of the first things um, that we did. If you want to turn the oh, lights down. You, got, you have video from... <laughs> this is like, this is your life. I'm not, I'm not prepared. I'm not like, Bill, I didn't bring anything. <laughs> so you brought things? Yeah. Really? Well, I, mean, I asked if you wanted to meet before, and you said and no. I said, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you get. So oh, this wow. is one of the... One of the um, I think. Uh, oh, is this in the jacuzzi? Yeah. Yes. Oh, That's all for this okay. week in God. Be sure to tune in next week when I take a refreshing summer dip in a Jewish mikvah. <laughs> Shalom, ladies. You ladies looking at my scar? <laughs> Took two moils to do that. I just... <laughs> I just want to know, like, I think I auditioned for The Daily Show eight times, and that was as far as I got. <laughs> did you ever audition for them? I did. Yeah, I did. How many? <laughs> well, you may be less bitter about it than I am. Um, did, you, did you have... Um, I've let go of bitterness, and it's transitioned good. into surrender. Yeah, that's... A, I think I... No, in general, in, in, in um, all seriousness... It's working for me. I honestly, I think that is true. Like, I use the suit that I bought for that audition. I wear it at every one of these shows except for this one. That the one with the label still on it? Well, that's a new one. What are we talking about? Daffy's? <laughs> Where do we get this suit? Where do we get the jacket? The, the returning one? Yeah. Theory? <laughs> no. Lowman's. Why would you ever go and pay full price? So you're only going to get exchange, you know? They're not going to give you your money back. I know, I know, but I can still get something for Mother's Day from it, so I feel good about it. Wow. Does your mom listen to your podcast? I, you know what? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's, she's, too big. she's still like into Jane Austen. She hasn't like moved beyond that. Oh, that's weird. Yes, yes, that is weird. That's like a weird thing for a Jewish woman to be into, Jane Austen. I, I can't think that simplistically about people that... I can. <laughs> I feel like they should all be watching um, <laughs> Diane English movies. I feel like it goes like this. Nora Ephron, Nancy Myers, Diane English. That's it. That's all you need That's to know about... That's all Jews can know about? Jewish, mo- Jewish moms like movies. I grew up so so um, affected waspy. I mean, I got baptized, I mean, which is Catholic, but that was from our nanny. I, I, I went to school so with That's so weird to me because you are so Jewish. I know. You really are. I, I mean, know. you know, you're self-aware. Yeah. I, um, 
It's all affected. I watched all these Woody Allen films growing up and learned who my people were. And then I found you. It was, it was genuinely exciting to come to New York and find people like you who, who are Jewish and, and totally not... Not ashamed of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that I'm is not, one thing about me. I'm <laughs> not ashamed of it either, but I meant that we're very comfortable in their own skin in a way that I felt like growing up I always had to hide it. Like I'm like, oh, we've got company here. Uh -huh. I should shave my horns down. Like, there was, a, there was an element of that. Wow, that's a pretty internal self-hatred that <laughs> transmits to body dysmorphia. Yeah. No, I'm impressed. That's impressive. Body dysmorphia is impressive? Uh, when it involves horns? Yeah, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up for you, you were, it seems like you were talented. Oh, it was heaven. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Where are we going? <laughs> yes. Was it heaven? Uh, it, sorry, I interrupted you with a funny joke. Go ahead. Tell it, that? tell it. No, no, it's over. It's, the joke is done. There's no pressure for that joke to be forward. hysterical. We're now. moving forward. Was Growing that the up joke? For me. <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on. What, is the, what was the question? I'm sorry. Tell, I'm like, I'm like, this is like podcaster on podcaster, so I keep feeling like I'm trying to direct. And meanwhile, I okay, feeling, go. I have a feeling you're like this okay, in every conversation. Okay, I know. Not you're right. It is. <laughs> Couple things about the okay, okay, go thing. Yeah. The okay, go guy. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. Okay, okay, Cupid go is an idea, right? You didn't ask him if he keeps in touch with the dogs from his video. I did not ask him. Do you him. keep in touch with those dogs? Basically. Good. I mean, He's there he, 14 he, of them, of which only one is mine, but that one does think Oh, and he has one two of dogs. them is yours? <laughs> Julie, he's happily married. I don't care. I was asking about the dogs. <laughs> this is how you get the point across that you're not a lesbian. <laughs> with a oh. dog in the Watch and learn. What's the dog's name? <laughs> her, na her name is Bunny. Bunny! Yeah. And, and she is a total slut. Oh! Like is she a lab? Is she a lab mix? No, she's a border. Small, she's she looks like Terry. A, a cross Were you gonna say she looks like Terry Gross? I feel hey. like all small dogs look like Terry Gross. I just like the idea of Terry Gross, and then we are gonna get back to your career. But sorry, Terry Gross, she interrupted no, you. No, it's not totally cool. Me. Terry Gross loves Louis C.K. so much, and I just have this like picture of her like spooning him and yeah. I can't tell if she's like in the front side or the back side. I did, I did want to ask you because you do talk about people all the time and I was listening to one of your episodes where you were talking about Wesleyan as a person Yes. and I thought it was very funny but as someone who went to Wesleyan Oh, I did thought, you go to Wesleyan? Yes, and I thought oh. you shouldn't be, be talking about Wesleyan without a rape whistle <laughs> and so I wanted just to have this in your hand. Oh, what, what, what key is it? Is yeah, it I don't know. What I love about rape whistles is like you're like, I would just find myself like searching through my purse being like, where, hold on a second. I know this is somewhere in here. No, it's always good to have one. And I also, because you seem so fond of Wesleyan, they sent me something where they want some money. So I thought I'd send this oh, to you. the nerve. You're much more the successful nerve. than I am. Thank and um, you. you can contribute to them. I will do no such thing. No, I was talking about Amanda Palmer. Yes, and you were, you were talking about who, Amanda Palmer who follows you on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like curious, when you say catty comments about someone, uh -huh. are you ever nervous that they're going to like, that you're going to meet them and then like them? No, never. Okay. But what I am concerned about is that they'll confront me because I'm a coward. <laughs> I prefer to say things about them and then have them uh, uh, either find out about it and not confront me about it or to have them not find out about it at all. Because I thought, you know, I thought it was intriguing because you, you were like, she follows me on Twitter and then yeah, like, proceeded to Yeah, I didn't realize that until I, I went to look at her timeline because she tweets some crazy stuff. I don't know if you guys know who Amanda Palmer is. Amanda but, Palmer uh, is the lead singer. The Dresden Dolls. And she also is um, very famous more recently for raising so much money on Kickstarter. Um, and also not paying her performers who, who yeah. helped share. And, I feel and she's like, married to Neil Gaiman, which is and always she shaved her eyebrows off and replaced them with uh, glitter zigzags, and she... Mo so this was the this was the this part where like, like all that stuff is like off my radar. Like I don't have any Google alerts about you know glitter zigzags. But then she wrote a poem that sympathized with one of the Boston bombers. Yes, and I was just so shocked that people write poems. Like, like that the that the subject of it was a sympathetic one toward a you know terrorist was its own kind of thing. Yeah, it was but bad the, enough that she was sympathizing with Zach like, Braff. Hear ye, hear ye! I have a poem. Like it's just like not even a song or like it was did, almost quaint. Did you see the comment she wrote to Zach Braff, yeah, who also like, like, he yeah. he raised one point five million dollars on yes. um, Kickstarter since he doesn't have 
I guess 22 million is never enough. Yeah, why you know? are celebrities using Kickstarter? It's because it so works. Insulting. Because it works. You know? I, I think it's insulting, personally. Uh, for Garden State 2? Is that really what the what the movie is that he that he raised money for? Is it really Garden State too? Is it really necessary? Well, that's a, that's that's besides the point. It is okay. But I I I'm just I'm shocked by all of it. I'm giving this back to you, by the way. The, oh, you don't, oh, you don't want to donate to to um Wesley? No. That's neither oh, do I. That's why I was passing sharing the wealth. Um, you're so talented at so many things. I oh, remember you were, you were Katie. <laughs> Katie, dulcet tones of your compliment voice. But there, it's genuine compliments. Do you, not, do you have trouble with genuine compliments? No, not at all. Really? No. Keep them coming. Keep like them coming? Like a chocolate right. fountain. Um, do you have a chocolate fountain at your bat mitzvah? I feel like we no. missed out on those <laughs> generationally. I also, These yes. These fucking millennials, they have everything. They, chocolate they fountains <laughs> are a thing at like every bar and bat mitzvah, and we missed out on those. What was the theme of your bat mitzvah? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was the beach and guys got boxers. The bo- beach? Yeah, and guys got boxers. What was your theme? I didn't really have one. I would it think it would Judaism. be Bette Midler. I mean, it, was, oh, it was just Judaism. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beach. Either that or Babs. I feel sad because we, we have to go, which means I, I'm I feel sad come for back. like a hundred other reasons. <laughs> so we're, you win. <laughs> um, but I've been genuinely so proud because you you really are talented in so many things. Thank I've you. seen you act and I've seen you your drawings and illustrations. Thank you. And I I figured you'd be a Broadway star and then I was so thrilled to like read your book and see see you. But there was no Walter. chance of Broadway being around. <laughs> no, it may no, be. Just, You're about to do a cabaret show as well. I am well. about to do a cabaret show. Um, my in first June, cabaret which show. And and Bridget is going to be after me on uh, June 19th at Joe's Pub. So to be opening for the great Bridget Everett is huge thrill. Really and I, you guys, if you've never seen Bridget perform, you are in for a treat. You will be very she's, excited. She's, she's our next she's guest. She's the too. best. So I wanted to give you a gift. I figured you'd had a bat mitzvah, oh. but... Because you really are, I feel like just coming to your own in your career-wise, as a woman, as a as a woman, but as a as a comedian and as a writer and as a podcaster, and as a woman, and as a woman, yes, I, that does happen a lot for us in middle oh, age. Oh, thank you. I got you a quinceanera gift. Here's your corsage. Oh, good. A beautiful. Because I feel like you never got to celebrate thank that. Thank you. Is this? Do I wear this on my wrist? I think oh, so. Oh, this is lovely. I love this. And then this card. I think it may be for Mother's Day, but you know. There's a lot of love that goes into that card. Thank you so much, Katie. Um, thank you so much, Julie Klausner. This is super, super yes. fun to have you on. Guys, <laughs> please keep it going to one and only Julie Klausner. Um, that was like the greatest intro for our next guest. What was that? Oh, that was you. I was like, what is that? Is that my zipper? Um, <laughs> Our next guest, I think we can consider her like a downtown darling. Is that usually yes. what people call it? Downtown darlings. She is phenomenal, and um, she will be performing at Joe's Pub. But what's even more exciting is she's performing right here, right now. So without further ado, Miss Bridget Everett. You've just come back from 
the promise land. We're gonna fuck, 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 fuck some shit up. We're gonna fuck, 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 fuck some shit up. We're gonna fuck, and we're gonna fuck. We're gonna fuck, 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 fuck. Back it up. Good evening, UCB. My name is Bridget Everett. Some of you may not know me, but you will not fucking forget me. I've come here tonight to get drunk and talk about love, whatever the fuck that is. I hope you're ready, honey, because shit is about to get ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother couldn't be here tonight. But if she was here, she would tell you that there are three things in life that matter. Live in large, love in large, and very fucking metal up. Yeah, we're gonna fuck, 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 fuck some shit up. We gonna fuck, 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 fuck some shit up. We gonna fuck, yeah, we gonna fuck, yeah. That's a pussy cherry on back. Drink it in. We gonna fuck, 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 fuck some shit up. We gonna fuck, 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 fuck some shit up. We gonna fuck, we gonna fuck. Some shit up. Woo! Ow! Woo! Bridget, come sit down. Bridget Everett, everyone! Woo! Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Bridget. Fuck! Fuck. I'm just that. trying to impress Shockwave. I've been trying to fuck him for years. <laughs> and he told me, he said, tonight is going to be the night. And Katie, on your birthday, <laughs> this is, this this is, is a gift I me. give to you. This is all for me. I'm so thrilled. <sighs> fuck. I'm so glad I'll be a part of it in that way. I miss you. I'm going to guess that you are not on LinkedIn. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't read. <laughs> so your new, your new band coming out is Untitled, the Untitled Bridget Everett Project. Well, no. I have a band. Called Tender Moments. Right. The album does not have a title yet. Shockwave and I are going to work on that later. Tonight, tonight. tonight. Guys, some creative working. Tell us who's in your band, Tender Moments. Um, this guy, Matt. That's one. This guy, Mike. This guy, um, Adam, Carmine, and then Adam. Adam's the one that everybody cares about because he's, he's a, a beastie boy. I know. Um, Ad-Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened, you, you probably weren't going to ask this, but I'll tell you anyway. What happened was <laughs> we were on, we, I was, I'm, I'm on his softball team. And, Is this uh, with um, Neil Medlin, who's also been on Neil a guest Medlin, on our show? Murray Hill, a bunch of other freaks. And Murray Hill has been on our show. Yeah. And uh, I was huge athletes, all of them. I, I was at McCarran Park today, and people of my age do this kind of thing. I, I'm not saying that because your age. I'm saying that because of your because alcoholism. Because my tan lines. Oh yeah, the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, usually I put myself on a DND on the designated non-drinking night the night before practice. Last night I kept it to two units, and so because I knew I had a long day, and I had like what are two units? Um, <laughs> not two bottles, two glasses. Got it. Depends what time of year, you know. <laughs> But anyway, um, a a Adam like was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Oh, I just I'm gonna start a band." And he's like, and I was like, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, you know, I'm a professional musician." And I said, "Yeah." And then he's like, "You know," I was like, "I was like, are you asking if you can be in my band? Are you awesome. are oh you willingly?" God. Entering the front lines of the cabaret circuit. <laughs> You're a rock and roll hall of famer. Legend. Well, I mean, he joined the band before then. And he still got in, which I think is wonderful. But he, he, um, yeah, he plays bass in my band. And he's the reason I'm getting to make an album. And, um, yeah, so, let's you know, what I don't know. You know. But let's talk about that Jerry Arbach's asleep. Are you asleep? Are you, are you texting right now? He's taking photos. I sang half a song to you, and you're texting? Oh, well, now's not the time. Thank you so much. It's Katie's birthday. <laughs> so, okay. I'm so glad you did that because it's a family friend, so I couldn't say anything. Um, I'm bringing you home for the holidays. This is the most clothing I've ever seen on I, you. And I smell it's like milk, and it's a long story. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Does it begin with shockwave or end with shockwave? The milk smell. Well, I think it all. It, it you know, it's it's uh, what do you call it? Um, when it's in a circle. Full circle. Or, or no, it's Barry something. Alice it's a different word. You don't. Snake he doesn't read either. That's why yeah, I like okay. him. <laughs> so you. <laughs> that's why all you need to do. That's all you need to do. That's why he's on a children's show. things you do, the more money you make. That's what I'm learning. Like, you could make a lot of money from right? beatboxing. He, um, he stars on a kid's show. I do a lot of small things, and I don't make any money. I can't imagine you doing I've, anything small. I think this is this is, this is is going to change it, though, because I've never been to UCB, and I feel like this, you know, a lot of things have been happening for me lately, and, I've, and this is one of them. Well, that is why it's I brought sending, you here <laughs> to, to Employee of the Month, because well, I did want to share you with UCB. <laughs> but I did want to ask you a serious question. Um, you've... <laughs> So you've worked with Moby and Dr. Dre and Chris Rock. You were just doing a commercial with them and Michael Patrick King. What is it like working with all these super, super, super wealthy, I, successful people and then going to your job as a waitress it's after? It's great because none of them really give a shit about you. So they're nice while you're there together. Next yeah. up, Michael Patrick King is awesome. Like yes, uh, he's, he's lovely. He's the best. He did Sex in the City for yeah. the seven people who He's the only one that puts me on TV. Show. I think a lot of people feel like I'm a liability, which I don't think is necessarily true. But Michael <laughs> finds a way to use the voice and put it in a way that people can hear it. So, Do people I, really think you're a liability? Absolutely. But not just, I, I mean, I, I could potentially see with like, you know, babysitting and stuff like that, but. Yeah, yeah, yes. But with, with television. Yeah. Yeah. You, did, uh, you really? did Two Broke Girls recently, right? I did, I did do the hit series Two Broke Girls. It sounded like you did I Two Broke Girls. I did. <laughs> she just broke, she broke I, haven't, I haven't done a whole lot. I mean, I play, <laughs> I play in clubs in New York all the time. That's mostly what I do. And then I go, I was on, I've done some tours and some clubs and some shit like that. But it's basically, I'm just here waiting for fucking Jerry to get off his phone. <laughs> Arthur. His name's Arthur. Arthur. Um, I swear to God, I thought you were Jerry Orbach for like five seconds. <laughs> I was like, I know he's dead because at my waitressing job, I gave him a piece of chocolate cake and he died like two weeks later. I was like, I did it. I did it to him. <laughs> that was it. I did it to That's Jerry your legacy? Orbach. I feel like in addition to, to, yeah. to, to Bosley killing people that way, you also are just a phenomenally vulnerable person on stage. And I'm always so impressed with the vulnerability you bring and not just like in terms of, uh, you know, not wearing clothes, but really like pouring your heart out on stage, whether it's in your songs or sharing pictures of a boyfriend who might have, you know, a wife, like those kinds of things. Yeah. I well, because you can only talk about like tits and dick and fucking for so long. Eventually, yeah. you gotta give them like something. Like, I you agree. Gotta, it's also like dating. It's like you can only. Wait, I can't believe you're giving anyone dating. I'm advice. not because <laughs> I because I'm, as Shockwave is proof. Um, I it's hard <laughs> for me to really like you know to give, you know, to be a lady. I guess. Um. Well, you know what might help you be a lady? Because yeah. I do want you to be able to sing another song. So I'm going to okay. give you your gift early so oh, that you can sing you. a song. Um, since you've never had a bat mitzvah, I wanted to get you a bat mitzvah card. There's no check because that's what my family would have done. Oh, and, <laughs> um, oh Bridget Everberg-Bergstein. Thank you. I, I, I made you Jewish. I converted you in your, in your name. You. You're now a member you of the that tribe. Too. What? <laughs> and... Um, I feel I feel bad enabling. I genuinely feel bad enabling, but no. I don't think anyone can get wasted off Manischewitz. I don't drink because <laughs> I have a problem. I drink because it's delicious. Thank you so much. Um, is it okay to have one more one more song sure, for you? Sure, sure, sure. Without further ado, Miss Bridget Everett. Um, <clears throat> well, just real quick. No, this isn't this isn't right. I've been I've been I've been pregnant many times. Um, and even though I never carried one of those babies to term, I still consider myself a wonderful mother. And, and normally, leading up to this song, I would not talk about that, but um, Katie said, would you bring Olivia here tonight? And I've done that. Um, Olivia is my oldest. And um, she... Hit the track! This song goes out to anybody with a pussy, and I'm not talking about a vagina. I'm talking about a pussy. There he was, just standing on the street with them lazy blue eyes. Was he looking back at me? I said, boy, where you going? Don't care where you've been. You want to drink fucking love. It's a win-win-win. I can tell by the way you walk. 
What you gonna do to me? I can tell by the way you talk. You're gonna give it to me, so please take my number. I'll tell you where I live. Gonna leave the light on. Give, give, give. What I, what I, what I gotta do. What I gotta do to get that dick in my mouth. What I, what I, what I gotta do. What I gotta do to get that dick in my mouth. Sweet and sticky, like Mrs. Buttersworth. Lick your fingers, stick it in, and get your money's worth. You're a big tough daddy with a loaded gun. Whip it out, slap it down, and let your motor run. I'm gonna let it, let it rip to the tippy, tippy top. Shit starts popping, ain't no way to make it stop. Sing what I, what I, Dick in my mouth. One more time. What I, what I, what I gotta do. What I gotta do to get that dick in my mouth. Chop the solo. Woo! Yeah, do you want to introduce everybody now? I feel like those are disco lights. Hungry, give a bowl. Walk into the center of a tootsie roll. I'll say one more thing and then I'll be done. Put your in my hot dog bun. Sing it with me. What I, what I, what I gotta do. What I gotta Come do. Come on, birthday girl, sing it while you bring the people mind. out. All what right. I, what I, I, we'll just keep singing. What, what I, I gotta, gotta do. do. You guys keep what singing while I bring everyone out for the award ceremony. Bridget Everett. Put your Damien Wallach. Do your work. Check out his blog. Check out his blog. Enjoy clouds. Everyone out. What I gotta do, what I gotta do to get that dick in my mouth. Don't forget Bridget Everett. You guys, thank you so much to you, Sibby. Thank you to all of you. Join us in Hacking. Check out Employee of the Month show. I think we're gonna have to bow. Ready? One, two, three. Thank you all. Thank you to our phenomenal guests, Bridget Everett, Damien Kowalski, Kyle Clinton, Bill Clinton, Steve Hawking. Thank you so much. I want to change this. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month Show. Hope you enjoyed this full on live edition. Definitely check out OK Go, Julie Klausner, Bill Plimpton, Bridget Everett. And just wanted to thank you all for listening. Thank you to Joel Arnold for editing this together. Thank you to Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. It's such a pleasure to work with you all. I know it's a great institution in so many ways, and I feel lucky and happy to be a part of it. <laughs>